Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there, because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hello guys, happy Monday, happy Memorial Day. I am so excited about this special episode. I'm recording it in advance because I'm gonna be gone for the holiday weekend and we have been talking about this a lot on all of my channels. So it all began when I decided to rewatch every rom-com, every old rom-com that I love because I feel as though they are not making any good rom-coms anymore that I really, really, really love. With the exception of like Set It Up is a recent one on Netflix. That's the last recent one where I was like, damn, this is like a really good rom-com. Other than that, zip, nada. So I always like to have a movie on in the background or music. And um, Lauren and I, sometimes we, ha- we have like, um, <laughs> we have this thing called Casey Candles and Cozy Time, which is just like when we need to do work, but we need a little background something so we put on a movie or we put on Casey Musgraves and we just like watch we just work quietly on the couch so I love rom-coms I always have they're my favorite type of movie I I love all movies but I just a good rom-com I feel like there were so many when I was growing up I'm a millennial proud millennial I'm 31 and I just feel like so much of how I think (laughs) And this might be bad, but is from rom-coms, okay? And it's kind of crazy, the pipeline, right? Because you have like Disney princesses and then they feed you right into rom-coms. That's honestly a heated conversation and topic for another time. And I want to have it. But this is a safe space to enjoy rom-coms in their purity, in their entirety, okay? Um, so I started to make a list of my top 10 impossible to make a list. So then I started thinking we got to separate it into categories. And with your guys help, I think I settled on all the different categories. And what I was going to do is over time while I rewatch these um, movies is is categorize them into one of these categories. Categories? 
I've said that word so many times, it's, you know, and it loses meaning. Um, and then also review the movies and think, you know, do they hold up and maybe even apply some of my dating theories to them because it's fun. Okay. So I'm going to first start with all the different categories that we settled on as a group, as a group. Okay. So we have in our rom-com universe, um, but wait, before I start, I want to say there's a girl on TikTok who's amazing. She has a spreadsheet of every rom-com and she rates it. Um, she has a scaling rating system. I'm not trying to yuck her yums. She's far more sophisticated than I am. God bless her and the important work that she's doing. I'm going to try to find that TikTok and I'm going to tag it in the show notes because the work she's done is brilliant. And she goes deep. She goes into the fringe rom-coms, you know, the random ones. Not me, man. I'm mainstream, okay? If JLo's not in it, I don't want it, okay? Um, But she's amazing. So I want to give her credit because a bunch of people were tagging me in her TikTok and it is impeccable. I mean, her work belongs in the Smithsonian. Anyway. Here is my, here's the way that I'm categorizing them. Okay, we've got the all-time classics. I'm going to give you an example of each category. So in the all-time classics, I would put something like how to lose a guy in 10 days or 10 things I hate about you. Okay. Then we've got holiday rom-coms. Important category because it has two of the most important rom-coms to ever exist. Love Actually and The Holiday from our Lord and Savior, Nancy Myers. Queen of rom coms. Then we have com roms. Okay. And a lot of you are perturbed by my phrasing of that, but I like it. This is a comedy rom com. It's more comedy forward than romance forward, but it does still anchor around uh, romance. Example Forgetting Sarah Marshall or Wedding Crashers. See? Okay. I need a new name for this one because it's not it's not right. I've been calling it slightly older rom-coms, which is not right. I don't mean that. Maybe I should call them vintage. And by that, I'm talking about like um, Pretty Woman, Father of the Bride. You know, those kind of, they were made in like the 80s. Maybe it's 80s rom-coms. Was Pretty Woman made in the 80s? I'm pretty sure. 90s? Jen is saying 90s. Oh, damn. Well, it just has slightly more of a, it's like a pre-J-Lo feel, you know? I need, an, I need an, a new name for that one. I'm sorry. Okay, then we have one of my favorite categories, strong female lead rom-coms. So for this, I would say like Clueless or Legally Blonde or, yeah. Clueless and Legally Blonde are great examples because they're more about the girl, right? They're more about her journey to discovering stuff and, you know, being amazing than the actual romance, but still important. Then we have wedding rom-coms, container of one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time, Bride Wars, starring the great Kate Hudson and the phenomenal Anne Hathaway. That movie is so funny, you guys. I mean, it's really, really humor. My hair's blue. It's blue. I love Kate Hudson more than anything. So much. Such a great movie. Um, then we have teen romantic comedies. For example, What a Girl Wants. Classic. Do you remember that movie? Also, Colin Firth. There he is delivering again. The man does not stop delivering good content for us. I don't think he's made a bad movie in his goddamn life. 
Colin Firth, Amanda Bynes, she goes to London. You know, it's just impeccable. Impeccable. Also, I would put in teen um in teen rom coms, I would put um She's the Man. Which is that movie, you guys, it doesn't quit. It has so many important one liners. I love that it's based on a Shakespeare play. I studied Shakespeare in college, in case you didn't know. Uh Twelfth Night. Welcome to Illyria. Oh my god, it's so funny. What's your favorite cheese? My favorite's Gouda. That movie is like Channing Tatum. I could do a whole episode on that movie because it's brilliant. And I think it was robbed of an Oscar. Okay, robbed. And then the last one is period piece rom-coms. Ever After is an amazing example. Shakespeare in Love. Oh my God. Pride and Prejudice. All phenomenal. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yes, I'm saying I have 80 favorite rom-coms. And I'm going to fill in the grid over time, which seems, you know, a little unhinged. But hey, what else am I going to do this summer? You know what I mean? So now I'm going to go into the only one of the lists that I've filled out is my is my all time classics favorites and the most amazing in no particular order. The, this is what I think. OK, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Truly an amazing film. The yellow dress, we will never recover. Honestly, it was the yellow dress that made me comfortable with having small boobs. You guys are always like, how are you so confident? The yellow dress. Kate Hudson in the yellow dress is what made me turn a corner. I was like, damn, if she can look that hot and she's so sexy and amazing. And I also remember there was a scene when she wore like a white blouse and it was just like the way it looked and laid on her. I was like, hmm, maybe it is cool to have small boobs. Also, that Keith Urban song, the scene when they're on the motorcycle in Long Island unbelievable unbelievable movie um okay 10 things i hate about you truly one of the biggest masterpieces that the world has ever seen young heath ledger julia styles i know you can be overwhelmed and i know you can be underwhelmed but can you ever just be whelmed i think you can in europe some of gabrielle union's finest young work as well um, and I just need to say that I honestly thought that all three of the guys in it were hot. The like douchebag, weightlifty guy, Heath, obviously, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was like, I want to go to this school because honestly, they're all attractive. Um, it's just so romantic and it's just, it's flawless. Another one of my favorite lines is when she's like, tell me something true. And he's like, okay, I hate peas. And she's like, no, tell me something real. Like, oh, God, the chemistry between Heath and Julia is truly unmatched. It's just so wonderful. And the dad, I delivered twin girls to a teenager this afternoon. And you know what she said? I should have listened to my dad. She didn't say that. Well, she would have if she wasn't so doped up. It's just, and when he makes her wear the pregnancy suit, it's a flawless movie. It's a flawless movie. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. 
your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The Wedding Planner. Okay, I just watched this and I want to dig into it a little bit because um, it is, it's just so good, right? J-Lo, Matthew McConaughey. But as much as I love it, I mean, it's on my top 10 all-time classics list. Rewatching it, I was like, okay. If my fiance, a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey, a.k.a. Eddie, had the audacity to save a hot woman's life from a flying dumpster because her Jimmy Choo was caught in the sidewalk grate and then take her to his hospital and then go to a movie with her because in the in the movie they go to. I think it's set in San Francisco. I think they go to like Golden Gate Park or something to watch this open air movie. They're flirting, they're dancing, they're talking about their favorite M&M color. And he doesn't mention Fran, his fiance, for the whole fucking day. If my fiance did that, we would be broken off the engagement so fast before you can say J-Lo. It would be broken off. Fran is a victim. Okay, sweet baby Fran is a victim. She's also really nice to Mary. That's what was breaking my heart when I was rewatching it. She's like, oh, my God, Mary, you're smiling like you seem so happy. Is there a new guy in your life? Little does she know it's her fucking fiance. Also need to talk about regulation hottie Massimo. Okay, played by Dr. Alex Karev. He's so hot. Honestly, Mary could have just stayed with him and it would have been fine, too, because he seems really sweet, albeit a bit goofy. Um, But. It's just a really, really good one with a touch of wedding because every good rom-com has at least a touch of wedding in it. Um, and J-Lo is just, I don't know what makes her so good. I often think about what makes her such a great rom-com queen. I think she's just funny and relatable. She was like more relatable back then than I think now. I think now she's fully transcended into superstar um, J-Lo. But back then she was just kind of like, you know, she seemed more relatable than a lot of the other actresses at the time, I think. And Matthew, obviously, king of rom-coms. I've literally crowned everybody king and queen, queen of rom-coms. I need to be more selective. But if you've read his book, um, which is phenomenal, by the way, I can't recommend it enough. Green Lights. Green Light? I don't know. Read it. It's fantastic. He talks about how he just you know, with the success of these movies, he started just getting all of these roles and everybody was just like, oh, you're the romantic comedy guy. You're the romantic comedy guy. And it was great money and he had fun doing it. But then he all of a sudden decided he wanted more. Um, and then that's when he like went away and he he said to his agents, I don't want to do any rom-coms for a while. And they were like, OK, well, nobody's going to take you seriously because you all all you've done is rom-coms. So you're not going to make any money for a long time and he was like fine fuck it I don't care this is what I want to do and then he went away for you know kind of focused on his family for a few years and then he, that's when he came back and made Dallas Buyers Club so sidebar but it's really interesting um 
it's just an interesting reminder. I learned so much from that book. It's he's really smart. He's like way, 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 way smarter than people give him credit for. Um, and he's a fantastic actor. So I guess the moral of the story is don't discredit rom-com actors because it doesn't mean that that's all they can do. I mean, but that's that's the thing, right? Everybody kind of rolls their eyes at rom-coms and think that they're thinks that they are the lowest type of movie on the totem pole. But I think to create a fantasy, a relatable fantasy that's magical and beautiful is very difficult. And to act in it, I'm sure, is challenging, too. So put some respect on Matthew McConaughey's name and rom-com's names. Okay, next one. Something's Gotta Give. I just rewatched this too. Nancy Myers in her fucking prime. I think that this is the birth of Coastal Grandmother. Okay. People, there's a big trend right now, if you're not on TikTok, of Coastal Grandmother, um, meaning, you know, white cable knit sweaters draped over shoulders of a um, striped shirt and white jeaned, um, you know, chic woman. And it's called Coastal Grandmother Chic. I'm almost positive it started and Something's Gotta Give. Uh, starring the incredible Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. I think about a box theory or yeah, box theory with this because in the movie, Keanu Reeves is really taken with Diane Keaton right at the beginning. He's so into her. And I was watching with my friends and they were like, box theory. Keanu Reeves always had Diane Keaton in his, uh, in his date box. And he did. He was like obsessed with her from the beginning. He wanted to take her on a date. and even though she rebuffed him and even though she did some shenanigans with Jack in the middle of it, Keanu and her, like he wanted to date her. I also, I was like, okay, guys, this is a fun game. Let's apply more of my rules to this movie. And they were like, well, it's so obvious. Jack Nicholson coming back to find her in Paris in the end is like men always come back or their lives get worse. And Jack's did, right? Because he was like still pining over Diane Keaton's character. And um, he came back after after she focused on herself because she, you know, she was sad when he didn't want to date her. She cried a lot. She wrote that smash hit play and she started dating Keanu. And look, he came back. So basically, this is a fun game to apply the rules. Um, Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. Obviously, for me, it's set in my hometown of London. And the mixture of the dry British humor with Julia Roberts' big American warmness is just so delicious to watch. It's obviously the best line in the movie is, um, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Ugh stab my heart it's so good um spike is also like the comic relief in that movie he's so funny he's hilarious it's just hugh grant at his finest too um and i just love like the whole ensemble cast it's just a really great really great one that has a lot of twists and turns you know has a lot of ups and downs oh god alec baldwin is in in it too i forgot it just seems also like rom-coms used to pull such big stars and now i feel like it's kind of cheesy and embarrassing to do them for big movie stars, which is a shame. And we were talking about it when, when me and my friends were rewatching something's got to give, we were like, there's no new like rom-com queen. I mean, I guess, I guess you would say like, I know, I don't know. There's no, you know, Julia, there's no JLo, there's no Kate coming up that, you know, really love it. I mean, Jennifer Aniston has been in so many good ones. Um, 
Okay, so that's Notting Hill. My Best Friend's Wedding. This is a crazy movie. Have you guys rewatched this lately? I need to rewatch it, so I won't speak on it too much now. I'll I'll, I'll revert. I'll circle back to it when I do. Okay. <sighs> God, am I going to go here? I'm going to go here. So I think a lot about me with this movie because I have a few guy friends, maybe one in particular, <laughs> who is my best friend. And the emotions and the, the roller coaster of emotions that Julia Roberts goes through in the beginning, I relate to. Okay. I really do. I'm like, if it would be, it will be interesting when my best guy friends get married. Um, and obviously I would never torture poor of the poor girl like she does to Cameron Diaz. But I think a lot of girls who have a best guy friend, you know, there's that tummy flip like, oh, okay. You know, it's real. Um, but it's a crazy movie because she just like is fully trying to break them up. I think Julie Roberts is like phenomenal. She's so good. And Cameron Diaz is flawless in that movie too. She plays it so well that, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed new girl. Um, and it's just, it's a fantastic film. Um, and, and relatable cause it's just, again, those emotions that everybody has in some form. Um, and with a happy ending too. I'll never forget that purple dress she wears at the end, right? That's like how bridesmaids dresses used to look, purple sateen. <laughs> Glad we've progressed from that. But I'm going to rewatch that one and give you guys better notes, but it's a it's a crazy one. Okay. The next one on my list is Bridget Jones Diary. Now, some might argue that this should go in the strong female lead category, but I disagree. Also, here we go again. Colin Firth just fucking delivering. That man is carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. He must have a backache from carrying all these rom-coms on his shoulders. And also Hugh Grant, again, Renee Zellweger. Now, this movie's kind of fucked up because, well, not the movie, but there's aspects of it. Um, her whole thing is like she's sad when she gains weight and like it's all about she ties her weight to her worth and she also ties her worth to her um you know being with these guys a lot and and I think out of all of them this is maybe the one that I have not the hardest time rewatching, but I'm just like oh come on like don't be so pathetic or like this would you know I, I would hope that a woman wouldn't be like this um but again, it's re it's very relatable because everybody has those moments where you're wrapped in your duvet cover eating ice cream alone and you're like, whoa, what the fuck am I doing with my, with my life? So it's very relatable, but it's just it's kind of sad. But again, all's well that ends well, as rom-coms do. Um, I can't believe that Bridget Jones. So I remember that there was a big deal when when the second one came out. I don't know if this is true. I'm going to look it up. I remember watching TV when I was younger and them saying like apparently Bridget Jones or sorry, Renee Zellweger got paid like a million dollars for every pound she put on to like look more like Bridget Jones for the role. I don't know if that's true, but I remember that was a rumor in the tabloids when I was like younger. And I also remember reading the book of Bridget Jones and her being like, I'm so fat. And then her being like, wait, 134 pounds. And I was like, I haven't been 134 pounds since I was like 12. So what the fuck? Um, but, you know, times change. Times change. Um, OK, Hitch. Hitch is a perfect movie. <laughs> Every movie on my list is a perfect movie. Uh, it is hilarious. It's funny. It's actually like laughing out loud funny. And it's just, I remember it feeling so modern when I watched it. 
I don't remember I don't know what year it came out but I remember it feeling like wow this is like the new age like I think they had like cell phones in it it just felt very modern compared to some of the other rom-coms um Will Smith is so funny and Eva Mendez is absolutely gorgeous in it this when he kicks her off of the jet ski is like fucking hilarious it's so good um really really good film okay never been kissed my girl Drew Barrymore oh wow what a movie I'm not Josie Grossi anymore oh my god it's so good it's so good um Drew Barrymore is such a rom-com queen she's more than that but she's really really carries the film this movie is about going back to high school and she like falls in love with her teacher and also this movie I'm like how did how did they let this fly because in it the teacher is like falling in love with his student and it feels weird and but luckily she's actually older so it's fine um but it's a movie about also friendships and acceptance and feeling cool which is always fun to watch and it was it's kind of a interesting one because it straddles a couple of the categories like it's strong female lead it's kind of teen because the, the you know she goes back to high school um and it's very, I think it's very romantic and it's very like coming of age, but she's not a teenager. She's older, but she's just finally coming into herself and like being brave for the first time. So it's, it's a great movie. Also, Jessica Alba looks really hot in it. She's one of the high schooler friends. Final movie on my top 10 all time, The Proposal. This movie always makes me cry. Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds. I'm a huge Sandra Bullock stan. Did you know she's 60? 60. I was watching that new movie with her and Channing Tatum and I was like, oh, that's cool. She must be 40, 41, maybe. I looked it up. I was like, holy nuts. She looks phenomenal. Anyway, she's also delivered some of the best movies of all time. And the proposal is just so, I think I love it because I, there's the scene in it where she can't swim and it always makes me cry. I don't know why, because I think it represents to me trying to be so tough and just sometimes life no matter how tough you try to be you just get knocked sideways and her vulnerability in that moment really 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 makes me cry so it's not even about their romance which is very funny and there's so many hilarious moments in it and Betty White isn't it oh so hilarious but it's just something about that moment and her vulnerability and her character um you know always trying to be strong always trying to be on top of things and just like you know, sometimes you get in those situations. And also for that one, I think like I relate to it or I think about it a lot because she goes and his family's so nice. And I, I really hope that whoever I end up with has a really big loving family like that because it just, they're really welcoming and kind to her. And I think that's another aspect that I like of it. So those are my top 10 and those are my categories. And over the next couple months, I will be going over them, applying my theories to them, if you disagree with my categories, I'm more than willing to hear what you have to say. But I think that we can't have more than 80. We can't discuss more than 80, you guys. Could we? Is there some sort of a rom-com convention we could we could go to? All right. Well, um, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. We will be back with regularly scheduled programming on Wednesday with the live show. Uh, please tell me all your thoughts. Submit movies for me to watch and talk about. Um, and as always... Use the diamond emoji if you want me to talk more about something. I love you guys. Please share this episode with a friend if you love it. See you on Wednesday. Bye.
If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.